Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But why do you need to wreck this? Because it's wreckable, all right? I took another look at it, I changed my mind. Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit. That little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. You What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone D people's dynasty podcast on today's show we're going to be talking about the latest thing hitting fantasy twitter and we'll be talking some dynasty trades but if you saw the title of the show it is the return of the king but if you don't know who that is that is the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair how are you i am good i love to hear you call me the king it's wonderful it's one of the best lord of the rings movies too while we're just gonna nerd out for a second how in the absolute hell have you been my friend buddy i'm good uh over the weekend man i was uh sick as a dog luckily my wife uh took sympathy on me it was our wedding anniversary on on sunday so but how luckily uh, our marriage can legally vote Okay. All right. Look at you guys. Can, can no longer buy cigarettes, but can legally vote in the in the U.S. And uh, but we were already planning on celebrating this coming weekend. So uh, got got to pass on that. Um, we got a lot of shows coming out. Um, I mean, everybody. It seems like everybody has something going on. Vacations yeah. coming up, and you know, someone's wife is dragging them to a to a pumpkin patch or an apple orchard, or they're taking. The, uh, the fall photos. I mean, you see these kind of things on social media, Jer. I do. And listen, if the Lions get shut out a little more time, I'm going to be making a lot of trips to the pumpkin patch on Sundays. Except this time it would be your idea instead of Mrs. Jerry's idea to go exactly. to the pumpkin patch. Miss, I could just I could hear Miss Jerry coming in the, the, the front room and being like, hey, Jer, are you going uh, to watch the Lions today? No, hon, I thought we'd go uh, to an apple orchard, maybe sip some cider, and uh, make an apple pie. I'm, I'm a huge the, the fan lines of are hot me. ciders, too. They're awful. But it, hot cider is such an underrated delicacy. Oh, it gives, gets me. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy so much. I know that's a, it gets all the press. Hot cider, though, hits, man. So pumpkin spice overrated. Yeah. And hot cider underrated. Yeah. I mean, normal apple cider is good, too, but, but not, not like the hot cider. Yeah, for, 
I, I want to like fall. Like I like the weather of a Midwest fall. I'm obviously I'm Indiana and you're now Iowa. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. I like that weather. What gets me down is that it's like winter's right around the corner. Yeah. You're going to have to go Christmas shopping. You're going to be sloshing around in the snow. Driving's already a pain in the ass. It's going to be more pain in the ass. So fall itself is great. Winter just sucks ass so bad that it really drags down fall by comparison. Uh, I'm with you. It's I'm almost not, the Justin Fields. It's almost <laughs> oh, the Justin Fields oh. of the Bears skills position. But we're going to jump into all the fantasy football, all the takes, all the stuff, all the things. Just want to make sure to give a shout out to our crew. we got our main man, Mr. Kyle August, over at the FF SmackDown. He's doing the waiver wire report. He is doing waiver wire sniping. Uh, he does that a, a, a day early. He does that on audio, like not audio, uh, video on YouTube on Saturdays. That comes out as a Sunday podcast. He does his show that normally drops on Tuesday. Dallas, everybody beat me by 0. 0.02 points in a league. So I hope he stubs he beat his you in the most violent way. You hope he beat you by decimal Point, point zero yes, two. Point zero two. Mm-hmm. So by like that much. Yeah, so either a, a stub toe or a paper cut or something, I really hope that is in his future because of that. There's an analogy I use, but I'm only going to take the profanity so far. Um, yeah. you, I think you know the one. Yeah. It starts with a C. They're a big fan of it in England. Um, our boy Dallas dropped a first quarter rookie review report card uh, that came out this past Monday. Jesse and Chad, they, they had Mike on last week. They did spooky dynasty players, very uh, in you know in the vein of the holiday coming up, yeah. Halloween. And uh, Tyler and Lou did take the DFS week off again, vacations, travel, fall break, etc. But though they should be back this week, and then uh, you and I are back together, reunited, and it yeah, feels buddy. so good. So we're going to jump into this. Um, but before we do, just wherever you're listening, if you're just listening, just hit pause and leave us a five star review if it's Spotify or Apple. It'll take you just a second. If you want to take, type uh, type up some kind words, we would certainly appreciate that the most. But uh, we, we do love reviews. And then social media. Jerry was talking about being a nerd and on social media. Uh, we're on all of them, even TikTok now. That's my, that's my fall vacation plans is for me to – I'm going to be spending more time with my son than like playing baseball. So we're going to be on a plane. And I'm going to have him give me a full tutorial, Jerry, on how to use TikTok. I cannot wait to see. I'm going to do some dances. It's going to be, you know, that if you didn't watch, if you didn't see what I, if you, if, if you can't see it, it's because you're not on YouTube. And if you go over to YouTube, you can like a video, you can leave some comments, you can interact with us like Mike Kenny here in the live chat uh, as we're doing this live on a Tuesday night. And if you just need to reach us. You can shoot me a, a DM at DWZ Memphis. You can DM at Jerryson DWZ, or you can email the show. Maybe you're like, fuck Twitter. And, and, and that's cool too, because sometimes Twitter is like a place you don't want to be. So maybe you want to shoot us an email, dynastywarzone at gmail. That simple. It's dynastywarzone at gmail.com. You know, shoot, shoot, us a, shoot us a question or two. So uh, Jerry, are you ready for a special edition and what's going to include a very patented Memphis rant. Good people, bad tweets. There is nothing that I have looked forward to more in my two-week absence, sir. Okay, well, let's let's get into that. Um, 
So over the weekend, it really started on like Friday. And I was pretty sick, but you know, you, you lay in bed, you're not feeling well, but you're, you know, you're watching stuff on your phone. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's this new, it's, it's at, I don't even know how to, how to preface this. It's at Fantasy Receipts. All right. At Fantasy Receipts, it's a yellow circle on their Twitter avatar. The, the letters FR and a football. Jerry, are you familiar? Uh, I am not. You you brought it up in the pre-show. I have not been on Twitter because, you know, sometimes it's a place you don't want to be. So it is news to me. So I am I am a listener as well. So Fantasy Receipts, it literally started on Thursday or Friday. They've already got like 4,500 followers on Twitter. And Jerry, when you hear the name at Fantasy Receipts, what do you think they cover? Oh, they are going to be pulling up them them old takes. Oh, oh, sir. Well, they've taken our concept of good people, bad tweets, and uh, just nuked it. I mean, they have been in action for four days. They have already got, like I said, forty six hundred followers. I don't know how many tweets here, but they're they're to the point now where this has become such a popular thing that are you familiar familiar with Adam Rank from in the NFL? He yep. self he self submitted. <laughs> um, Moody uh, Moody's a good dude at Eric yeah. Eric N Moody um, quasi friend of the show. He got huge on ESPN and uh, you know he probably gets inundated with the DMs and tweets. He's a Marvel fan like me, by the way. And uh, you know he he got outed. Um, I mean, just if you can think of uh, Matt Kelly, Tyler Gunther, uh, Jacob Rickerode. Uh, and on Nick Whalen, friend of the show, Nick Whalen. And I, I, I wasn't offended, Jerry. Did you know they got me? Did they? What was they it? They did. Uh, mine was about a horrible Jalen Hurts take. Uh, where la- Not, not this season, but last season, I, I, had, I was of the opinion that he was going to be a bridge QB. You know what, Jerry? You know what I wasn't when I saw my, uh, my little Twitter avatar and my name on their website? A salty you know bitch. What? You know what? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Accountability is important. That was a bad take. I was a good person with a bad tweet. That's how this works. I am not immune to being called out for a bad take. That's how this works, Jerry. True. That's how it should work, at least. So I, I shot them a, a, a text today. Not a text. Uh, that's what I would send you. Mm-hmm. Is I, I sent a, a tweet and I, I tagged them in it. And, and I'll, I'll just kind of kind of get to the, the the nuts and bolts of it. And I was like, I'll tell you why I love fantasy receipts so much. Because I believe accountability is king. Would you agree with that? That what we do, accountability is king. Yes. And I, and I said, Jerry and I have been doing a segment on our podcast for about a year called Good People, Bad Tweets. And it's our way of checking the BS we see on Twitter, as well as our own BS. Because again, we're not immune to these shenanigans. I said, we've, we've never tore anyone down from a personal perspective. That's where the good people comes from. These are good people. These are bad tweets. That's that's why we do this. And I said, we should all own our mistakes. We should all embrace our mistakes and try to do better next time. And, and this is the part that really makes me salty. This is where I get salty. Uh, these, these people, I don't know if they're ladies, gents, bots. You know, Elon Musk has taken over now. So God knows what the hell's, you know, producing this content. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, and Jerry, you can share yours, any analyst that blocks these guys does not care about your fantasy team. That's my opinion. 
anyone who blocks or mutes or talks down about what these guys or what we do here on the show, they don't care about your fantasy team. They want to be Insta famous. They want to be Twitter famous, whatever, whatever the hell that is. Right. Because I care. I care. Do you care? I do. I, I, it, it bothers me more to know that a, a bad take of mine impacted a listener to this show more than it did my own roster because Jerry, the Patreons of our, of our uh, podcast, they will tell you, I walk it like I talk it. I go out and I, I make the trades for the players I, I, I say I like. Um, not super thrilled to be holding a bunch of Austin Hooper right now, but, but, that, but that's, that's how it works. <laughs> that, that's, that's how it works. And I, I just, I care. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you have a real team or teams. You're playing with real friends or with real people for real money with real results on the line. So when I give you a piece of advice, whether it's gambling, fantasy, dynasty, whatever, I take it personal when I miss. And I try to look back every time and say, where did I miss? What did I miss on Jalen Hurts? I'll tell you what I missed on Jalen Hurts is even though he's not quite the thrower of the football of like a Kyler Murray or a Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts is what happens when someone who's super motivated to their craft and works and works and works. Yeah, going into last season, from what I had seen in the 2019 season, he wasn't a great thrower of the football, but he worked his ass off. That was my miss. So going forward, I will be looking for that hard work. But man, I... I, I I'm going to get salty in a minute, but but would you agree? How do you feel when, when you miss a take? Because you miss. Sometimes your misses are on like 13th century Mesopotamian, you know, history. But <laughs> but more often than not, I don't even know that's even a thing, to be quite honest, because I'm just a dullard. But when when you give out advice or tweets or help people, I have to assume that that it that that it bothers you when you miss. Yeah, I mean, uh, for one, Mesopotamia was much earlier than that, but. The the thing about missing it. So that I mean, was a bad take. It was. Self-deprecation is sort of my game. But more than that, not just from an entertainer sort of aspect, you always want to learn and you always want to get better and you always want to evolve your craft because we, a lot of us play a shitload of this game. Like, I don't know how many leagues you have. I have over 20. I'm guessing you're not that far behind that. I'm right there in the pocket. I think I, last count was like 17, 18. Listen, I, I mean, did. So, I did like one redraft this year with our patrons. We did the tag team wrestling, re- but outside of that's yeah. like seventeen dynasty leagues, and that's plenty. Exactly. So, but you know, so we we when it comes to be buy in season, you know, that, I mean, that's a good chunk of money, and it can be, and we want returns on that, and we need to do that consistently so that we're able to play this game successfully year after year after year. Or at least you would think you would want to be successful at it. So you always have to adjust. You always have to learn, not even just with different players, but with different strategies as well. Like I fell in love with certain players and I had them everywhere and then they fell on their face and I learned my lesson. Don't do that. So you you can even buy into players that you don't like. Like I was also absolutely foot in my mouth about Jalen Hurts. But that lesson that I had learned previously even about players that I don't like, I still had a share or two and those teams are doing great because I have Jalen Hurts and I did that. So I will always say that you always want to learn. You always want to have, you want to be credible and to just ignore the times that you're wrong 
and the process as to how you got wrong, if you ignore that, you will never fix that problem. So you always have to have to go at it head first and, and do your best to correct it. And understanding that it exists is the, the, the first step in that. And that's why I, I like this account now. And I followed them immediately as you said that because that's something I want to see. And, I'm telling you, it's, it's a great read. It's, it's, if you just scroll back, it's great. With Twitter too. Like, like if I see somebody tell me about how awesome they did on a take, I immediately discredit them. For the, I mean, it, that might not be fair on my part. I just don't want to hear about it. Right. Like, like if you say that, whatever, like Kenneth Walker's, you know, going to be good or Brees Hall's going to be good. Okay. Well, they were the 101 and the 102. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to talk about those guys because the, for good reason. But like, shut the fuck up. I say that from the bottom of my heart. Like, it, it, that's something that's stupid. If you have something like, you know, Gabe Davis is a big topic of conversation. But, you know, well, I told you Gabe Davis was going to hit. Okay, and next week when he goes one for 13 and you you had him on the bench for the big game and now you've got him starting because he had that big game last week, which doesn't help you next week. Are you going to talk about it? I bet you don't. I bet you ignore it. And then when he has another good game, he'll do the same shit. It's... It's a process. It's learning. It's arduous. It's a mean game. We play a very, very mean game. I mean, I lost to Kyle by 0. 0.02 points, and it was horrible. And I'm going to headbutt him next time I see him. But absolutely, accountability is key in this game. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I often tell myself I care more about your fantasy and dynasty teams than I care about my own. And that goes double for our patrons. Uh I, I love the game, but I, I do be, you know, believe that accountability is a big part of what we do. You're not, you're never gonna, I don't have to tell you about my hits. You know what my hits are. You know what Jerry's hits are. You don't need me to remind you that I'm good at this because I know that I'm good at this because I, I, I know what my, my, uh, you know, my ROI is on, on my fantasy season every year. So I don't need to tell you that. And I don't need to hide from my mistakes. I own my mistakes and I'm, I'm trying to correct them. So I'm not going to go into the specific list and I'm not going to name names because this is going to have more of a negative connotation uh, of the people who block these guys or ladies. But fuck those people. If you're blocking them, that means you have something to hide. It, it, it means that you're not accountable and you don't care that that you led people straight. They're, they're not negative. You're a thin skinned little bitch. And there's like six or seven of them. If, if, if and write that down, that's a writer downer, Jerry. Don't be thin skinned. These these people, whether they listen to our show, someone else's show, you're reading their tweets, they're counting on us not to get it right. A, they want us to be entertaining. Try to. Try to entertain you, make you laugh, make you smile. You know, a little self-deprecation, a little joke here or there, a little old dated movie reference, whatever that may be, what why you if that's what entertainment is, then God damn it, we have a fantastic show, sir. I I I mean, we like it. So I mean we got that going for us, which sure. which is nice. But that's what I do. Number one, I want to be informative while being entertaining and entertaining, excuse me. And I want to help you build better dynasty rosters. But if, if you can't be held accountable, if blocking is your way of not being held accountable, you're a thin skinned little bitch. And again, I'm not going to name names. You you are soft as Charmin. And there's the one, the one really gets under my skin. And, And it's not because of his tweets except the ones where he posts tweets of himself in the gym benching and the fucking bar never touches his fucking chest. That's no rep, dude. When you have a four inch gap between your bird chest and, and, and your bar, that's a no rep. 
Uh, that shit, that that shit drives me way more crazy than 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 your wacky fantasy football takes. Don't tell me you're benching two twenty five. You're benching zero. The bar has to touch your chest. That's how it works. So anyway, that was a, a a different version of good people, bad tweets. I will tell you, the fine folks over at Fantasy Receipts will be fueling. So like when I'm looking for a good person, bad tweet for this, one stop shop. Hey, we can make a whole. We can hey, make like a whole blessed, good people bad sweetheart. We could do like a whole good people bad tweets spinoff pod. But uh, Jerry, that was good people bad tweets, and, and I forgot to do this. This is the official kickoff of good people bad tweets. The Crip Mac on hood. You know, a little Crip Mac on hood. And uh, as always, the Patreon, uh, the good people bad tweets is brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty wars i'll tell you that the patrons uh, i'm going to do one of his uh one of his trades at the end of the show where we say we, we take one from the fans um daniel he and i were discussing a trade he he kept me sane on saturday because my wife and son didn't want me to be around him because i was sick and he was doing two or three trades and two or three leagues and uh for a good 45 minutes dming back and forth about some of these trades um that really made you know, the the rough part of the day on Saturday a little bit. Took my mind off of it, Jerry. And that's just oh, one of the things that we do. Uh, you know, he, he helps the show in more ways than one. So one-on-one uh, -on -one assistance with your trades, with your dynasty leagues, seasonal leagues, start sits. DMs always open for patrons. They get bumped to the top of the list on trade questions, stuff like that. So, and it's still just five bucks a month. There's no tiers. There's no pro. You get it all. Five bucks a month, patreon.com forward slash the Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, are you ready to talk about your man? It's finally time. Now, normally, you know, we give a little, oh, he's dropping the, the pin, the Sharpie, whatever that is. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw that Sharpie drop. But your man, Michigan State, uh, a Spartan dog, Kenneth Walker the third is going to get his time to shine. Now, how hard is it going to be in Dynasty to trade for him right now? Hard, which, oh, my God, look at this. The first thing I wrote about, Randy, who are you trading to get him? How high are you going? So I wrote a lot of very um, historically productive players, which are up there in age, that I would trade immediately. For both Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Are you trading all three of them to acquire either of these guys? You said Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. This will probably blow people's mind. I would I would offer any of those older gents, and they're all younger than me, but old in like relation to their service yeah. in the NFL. I would offer all of those gents, and I would try to get back Kenneth Walker in like a second, especially in a super flex league. But the problem is, is you're not probably going to be able to get that second, if at all, because people are going to want to see out what they're going to get out of Kenneth Walker. Now, can I add my two cents to this? Yeah, sure. Because these are some of the notes that I took. Okay. Kenneth Walker missed a majority of training camp in the first, I believe it was three games of the season with a core muscle sports hernia type surgery. He's just 
starting to get his legs under him. And by the time we get to like week seven, eight, he's going to have that, that callus that a football player gets on their body from playing football, which you typically get in, in, you know, in summer camp and in the first few games of the season. And this guy, I think we saw, was it a 69, 69-yard 69 rushing touchdown? Yeah, I think so. It's a, it's, it's a nice number. And nice. he's the one – he's one of the uh, – Brees Hall is another guy I want to talk about here in just a second. Of course. He – Kenneth Walker is one of the few guys that I'm not, not afraid to pay market for right now. Because even though the market's whatever the market is, a first – a 2023 first plus, let's just say from a pick standpoint. Yep. That's only going to go up. We're going to look back in three to six weeks and we're going to be like, I got a bargain. I paid a first plus for Kenneth Walker and I got a bargain. So that that's how I'm perceived. So that's how I'm going forward with Kenneth Walker. I even on a contender, I'm going to risk it for the biscuit and I'm going to give you Alvin Kamara. I'm going to give you Dalvin Cook. And I'm going to give you Christian McCaffrey because not not only are all three of those dudes in year six of their career, all of them have already been banged up and on multiple injury reports this year. It's not and, and in the case of Kamara, he's missed games. So yeah. it's not a matter of if, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When's the next injury shoe going to drop? Which could happen to any player in the NFL. But if one of those older guys gets hurt and has a season-ending injury, their their dynasty values in the toilet. But if Kenneth Walker has a couple of two or three really good games, and for some reason he gets a season-ending injury, we've seen it before with Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, and so many more. The young guy, the rookie coming into year two, is going to hold his value, is going to remain solid from a dynasty value perspective. So for me, yeah, I'm going to go out and get Mr. Kenneth Walker. You know, it's funny because we just did this giant rant about how we don't like to do, uh, you know, pat our own – Pat ourselves on the back. What in the absolute hell did we say was going to happen with Kenneth Walker? It was going to be the first month of the season. He was going to split with Rashad Penny, and eventually he would either win out or Rashad Penny would get hurt. It's the uh, same. It's 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 what I know. That that's how you termed it. Yeah. I termed it the the Jonathan Taylor Miles Sanders corollary, especially doubled down in his case because he came into the season injury injured. And mm-hmm. I think Miles Sanders did too his rookie year. Again, you're going to get that callus, you know, put on your body. You got to get those reps under your belt. You got to get back into every sport has it. Like I wrestled, you just don't show up and start wrestling. You get into wrestling shape. You just don't show up. You can be chiseled out of granite, see every muscle in your body, all the definition. But until you get no, Jerry, that's not a muscle. Oh, that okay. looks just like a bicep, only smaller. But but you can have every muscle. In, in in the body flexed but until you get in that football shape that 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 cardiovascular training and that's what he's going to get that's what miles sanders got you know jonathan taylor took a little time to fire you're about ready to see a guy that's going to blow up oh and, and here's the thing seattle has not one but two first round picks both of them currently in the top 10 for 2023 cross the the rookie tackle been playing pretty good They'll probably add another lineman. They may add a, a, a rookie QB. This is going to be that Detroit Lions, you're very familiar, where they're building all the things around. You got DK. You got Lockett. You got your your, your franchise left tackle. You, you can draft some more pieces. 
you got Kenneth Walker. Now you can turn around and plug in a, a new quarterback with Kenneth Walker. This is going to be a really good offense, and it's going to get really good pretty quick. Get Kenneth Walker. Get attached to it now, Jerry. Um, I'm with you. And then same thing for Brees Hall. I mean, Brees Hall is a star. We got a we got a trade of redraft trade. I'm I'm, I'm going to put that. I'm going to is that oh that, that said redraft. Well, yeah, we we redraft. can go ahead and transition. Anything else on uh on Mr. Uh, Walker? On K nine, no, he's a, he's a star. I'm I'm trading him. I'm getting him. Thank you. You you saw it with the explosiveness, and now he's going to get the workload to go with that. I'll take it every time. All right. So we have a, a YouTuber who popped in a, a question. Said traded Najee Harris and Antonio Gibson for Brees Hall and redraft. I'm telling you, that's not too far off from like a a good dynasty trade. But in in redraft, hell yeah. Antonio Gibson's snap share is going down. Did, did you see, and I don't know how you could have missed it, that when Brian Robinson came out the other day, he came out to 50 cent uh, mini mm-hmm. men. Awesome. That, that was awesome. That, that my, was a, my youth. you know, like uh, Indiana Jones said, you've chosen poorly. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the exact opposite. Mr. Robinson, you chose correctly. That was cold. He came out. Um, and then Najee, I don't think it's Najee's fault. But the offensive line's bad, and it's – I'm going to already talk about Brees Hall, but as we get in there, but, I mean, Brees Hall, Jerry, what a stud. He With every touch that he has gotten, he has been productive with it. That's an easy trade for me. And Najee, I agree that it's probably not Najee's fault, but I am not in the business to care about that. We are a production-based game that we play, and Najee ain't doing it. He's just not. And Brees Hall is. And Antonio Gibson, he is he's getting phased out. Like that last game, he did absolutely nothing. And not just didn't got the opportunity and did nothing, he didn't get the opportunity either for a guy that got shot. I mean, that's that says everything you need to know about what they think of Antonio Gibson. That's an easy trade. And I'm I'm cool with that trade in Dynasty as well. Yeah, I mean, how how where do you, do you have you done any updated rankings? Because I was kind of going through my top five running backs earlier, and how high up do you have Brees Hall in your dynasty rankings? I mean, he he would be up there because like like while my heart wants to put DeAndre Swift above him, when does DeAndre Swift play? You know what I mean? Like I get I get seven games of the year out of him, so I mean he's if I'm talking about comparing him to DeAndre Swift, you can imagine he's way up there. So I, I still have Brees third. I have moved him up to third because I still okay. have DeAndre Swift second. Because I mean, what else do you want? I mean, yeah, you got. I, I'm going to make Jonathan Taylor my RB one in Dynasty for one more season. Yeah, I unless so. unless something dramatic unless something dramatic happens between now and February. Yep. Ninety nine percent sure I'm going to keep JT as my one hundred one running back. We've just we've seen it. Yep. But it's going to be real hard by the time the calendar turns 2023, and it's going to be hard for Swift to hold off Brees Hall. I mean, right. one of a, I don't, don't even know how many players in the league, uh, non-quarterback, are putting up double-digit PPR points every single game. And he's on the Jets. And, and here's the thing. I think he, believed he had exactly 100 yards receiving on Sunday, had right at 100 on rushing, and well, two touchdowns? No, two catches. He oh, two, two catches, catches for 100 yards. That's explosive. I, I, I thought mean. you meant the two as in the two touchdowns that Michael Carter sniped from oh, him. Yeah. And, and that's fine. 
Yep. Michael Carter, much like Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor's rookie year is a mere speed bump along the way. I'm not wasting any time. I don't need to see anymore. I've I've seen enough. He is my RB three overall in a startup, and it's going to be real super hard for Swift to maintain number two. And I will tell you, probably I know we have. Uh, I know a lot of people, and I'm sorry, it just doesn't work this way for me. Is it Bijan? Bijan Robinson from Texas. Bijan Robinson. A yeah, lot of people a- are are calling him the Dynasty 101. I'm not going to happen. No, you, you, you know, you know, uh, you, you want the crown. You know, well, uh, you know, we talked about you know dated history and, and references. Ric Flair once said, "To be the man, you got to beat the man." And right now, JT's the man. You know, he he missed the game last week, but whether you like it or whether you don't, learn to live with it. JT's the best running back in the game today. But guys like Brees Hall, um, maybe Bijan Robinson, you know, can be like the RB three. I can see where Swift will fall to like the one hundred four, one hundred five. You know, if Najee gets a, I don't know, I don't know how the offense is going to flow with Kenny Pickett because he's probably going to be there a year or three. So for me, I love Brees Hall. Uh, what do you think it's going to take to get him right now? At least two first. They would have to be two first. Plus, yeah, it's going to be. A, I, I I mean, it's going to be a lot. I I don't I don't know if he is going to be a a good person to try and acquire just because he would be extremely expensive. But that said, if you can, if you can. That's absolutely the play. Like if you, if you can trade a, a Dalvin Cook or somebody who just had a monster game and, you know, maybe a little juice or something, absolutely. Because you don't want to deal with the fall off. And a lot, that, 20, what was it, 2017 running back class, they're all about the fall off. And you don't want to be the one that's holding on to them. When they do, you would rather have to not worry about that position. So as far as Carter is concerned, I'm getting whatever I can. Yeah, so so Jerry, Jerry, Brees Halls. I, I got to work with Jerry on his hosting ability. He's supposed to say something like well, this. Hold, I, hold no, on, no, I knew, I knew you were going to bring it up. That's why uh, I, I, I was just see. All right, well, so so you were like you were uh, you had a premonition, foreshadowing, yes, foreshadowing. I, 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 I like that. So Mike asks, how much are we trying to flip Carter for after the two 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 TD weekend? I'll tell you, I, I'm going to anybody who's you know can both. You need to have like the the someone who's both contending and hurting at running back. And I mean, I would, in, in a perfect world, I would love to get a first. I'll give you my, my yeah, second yeah, and yeah. a first. I don't think you're going to get that as hot as the tw- two seconds, two super flex seconds for, for, for Michael Carter. Is, is, that, is that reasonable? I, I, I mean, I, I'll give you Michael Carter in my third. Give me a second. We'll call it good. Thank you. Oh, man, you're, you're, you're I, way, you're way, you're way, you know, cheaper. I'm a little bit more greedy. I'm, I'm going to try to get two seconds. I, I just, I, I don't want to hold on to Michael Carter because at some point he's not going to be worth a, a wet sock, and I just don't want to be the one holding him when he is. Well, I'm looking. I pulled up some, uh, some Brees Hall stats. He's had two, six reception games, including a nine, and an eleven, target game. Uh, you, you just, you just have to love what you're seeing. He's had a 100-yard receiving game, a 50-yard receiving game, and I'm going to round up and call it a 40-yard receiving game. Oh, but that's not even his primary job. He had 97 yards rushing, and and, and that's a number. Uh, his rush attempts went up early in the year. You know, it was – remember, Jerry, it was Michael Carter's job. Mm-hmm. He – he Brees Hall went from six, seven, eight rush attempts last two weeks with Mr. Zach Wilson back, 17 and 18. Yeah. Get, get, and, and you know this is gonna. This almost feels dirty to say. 
I do believe that I do believe that we can trust the Jets. You know, GM Joe Douglas. I do believe we can continue to expect him to support Zach Wilson and this offense with more pieces. I think they'll continue. They've done a good job drafting on the defensive side, but I, I think you're going to continue to see resources pulled into the offensive line. Uh, I think you'll see. I'd like to see more Jeremy Rucker, to be quite honest, at the tight end position. But this is a team that's that's probably going to finish in like the top 15 of the NFL draft. They're going to be able to add some more. And that's not only like the 15th pick in the first round, but that's like the 47th, 48th overall pick in the second round. Mm -hmm. So they're going to continue to add. They have a rookie QB on a rookie contract. I do trust this organization to continue to support this offense. So for me, Brees Hall, total steal, Jerry. I agree. And listen, we just, we just talked about the other rookie running back in Kenneth Walker. What about Seattle's quarterback? I want to get your opinion on Geno Smith because if there was a person that I was not expecting to be productive, it is Geno Smith. And he has been what, if he continues it, he is a league winner. He is absolutely a super flex league winner if this trend continues. Let me keep it real with you, G, real one, one time. Let me keep it yep. real. Let me, let, let me, you know, I see the Geno Smith as a potential Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes type type deal. Currently, Seattle has the ninth overall pick, which they would be getting from Denver, and they have their own pick, which I think is like in that same range, right around 10. Yeah. So you're going to have two first-round picks. You know, we already know Will Levis is out there. We know Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, um, Richardson out of Florida. There's at least four. I saw one mock draft that had the Colts taking the QB out of uh, out of Arkansas. So there's going to be four or five QBs. If you're Seattle and you like one of those four guys, like I think Richardson to be mentored by Geno Free, because he's, he's a great athlete. He has some flashes. But I think he's the kind of guy that you could draft in like that 10-11 position and really let him set with Geno for a year and learn the ins and outs of being a professional quarterback. And I, I, I think for that reason, if Geno contends on this trend, he can probably buy himself one more year as a starter, as a bridge starter, knowing that 2023 will be his last year in Seattle as a starter. But from a Seattle standpoint, you can't, in a year where you have multiple firsts because of the Russell Wilson trade, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't afford to not potentially take the QB of the future he's there. So to answer your question in a long-winded fashion, which is my style, is that I, I do like Gino the rest of this year, and I potentially could see him having a gig in 2023. I think it depends on how the rest of the season goes, because you obviously thought this was going to be the worst team in that division, which sort of goes without saying. But in a division with Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Cliff Kingsbury, it's the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks that have scored the most points in that division, which if you how, – how much would Vegas have lost if you took that bet back in the day? If, so, if you told the, the, the bookies in Vegas, right. uh, as, my, as my, uh, my favorite gambling content creator, R.J. Bell, calls them cockroaches. If you, called, if you told the cockroaches in Vegas back in like the first week of September, hey, through five weeks, the team with the most points scored – is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Give me odds. 
and then you'd bet like a grand yeah. on it, you'd probably be like a, like a minority partner in that casino right now because yeah. they probably <laughs> yes. would have given you astronomical odds. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you'd be like a like a minority owner of like the MGM or something because it would it would be astronomical because uh, a bookie or an odds maker they would have been putting it as the Bills, the Rams, yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, someone like that. They're, they're not going to think the Seattle Seahawks because what was the perception coming into this season? Oh, Russell they're Wilson's gone. Well, Russell yeah. Wilson's gone. It's Drew Locke and Geno Smith. The offensive line's not blah, blah, blah. And and how many people let, – let, let's move this because I think we both agree that, that Geno's going to be fine the rest of this year. Yeah. Kind of thing, like if you're a contender and, you know, Matt Ryan was – not Matt Ryan. Well, Matt Ryan could be – and Matt Stafford too. They're, they're fucking killing you right now. Yeah. Maybe you go to that, that that GM in a super flex league and say, hey, what do you want for Gino? And, and, and you know, if you have to pay a super flex, you know, second to get him because you want to win your league, that's the cost of doing business. Yeah, it's a, it's a cost of doing business because you got to sell. If, if you have Tom Brady, you know, and some of these guys, like even Tom Brady's not been great. He's gotten better the last couple of weeks, but he's not like right. the top 10 QB he was last year. He's the kind of guy that, you know, the defense is bad. He like Jared Goff. He's a cheap Jared Goff's cheap. First of all, he's an yeah. even cheaper version of Jared Goff. True. He's he's on a good offense, surrounded by talented players. Not quite the offensive line of Jared Goff. No. But what do Jared? But what do you think Jared Goff and Geno Smith have in common? You should know this as a Lions fan. An equally an, an equally shitty defense. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So guess who was before this past week? Guess who was the number one offense in the league? The Detroit Lions. Now it's the Seattle Seahawks. Let's put two and two together. When you're giving up 30 points a game, you got to score 30 points a game. That's how this works. Hey, so, another, another cheap one, Tyler Lockett. If you are in need of a wide receiver, he's 30 years old. He's never been sexy ever for dynasty players. He's been oh, nothing but productive uh, this year. When you, you finally got me when you said dynasty players. I'm like, I'm not going to judge this man's attractiveness. A lot of people. I mean, I I don't remember if what he Tyler looks like. Tyler Lockett walked by me, I would have no idea. He was he, Tyler Lockett, he probably, could, but with a hat, with a helmet. I mean, it really like he would literally have to come out dressed as Tyler Lockett. And even, <laughs> yeah. and, even and even then, I would want to make sure it's not some yeah, weird I'm cosplay. I'm Google it just in case. Maybe maybe I know Tyler Lockett. No, I'm, I'm, I'm never see. Oh my god, handsome. Tyler, Tyler yeah. Lockett. No, no, no. Nope. He looks older than thirty. But all right, now if I ever walk by Tyler Lockett, I know. You uh, need to see some ID, sir. So while, while we're just having fun and, and just talking football, uh, how sad are people who went the off- opposite of you? Not to put you over too strong, but uh, you continued to buy into the DK market, even in the face of adversity. And you continued to get DK Metcalf, and you got some cheap DK Metcalf. As a both a redraft and a, and a fantasy gamer yourself, do you feel any different about DK today? Than you did a year ago because I know there was this pocket of trepidation from like the minute Russell got traded and you know all of this. But do you feel vindicated in that the fact that you believe in his talent and he was too good not to continue to play at a very high level? I mean, I think I I have to feel good about it because even even in acquiring DK this season, it was under the expectation that he was not going to do very well, and I was just going to buy the dip. And then when they got another quarterback in there, I would reap the benefits for a depressed cost. Even with it, my man's been good. I mean, he is 
I mean, and he takes the cart when he has to a poop attack, which is I mean, absolutely. I mean, how he has to jump up a few spots in your rankings just based on that. You know when I saw that? You remember it was either last year or the year before where Lamar Jackson had to, you yeah. know, miss like the third quarter of the Cleveland <laughs> game. Running, Lamar, yeah. take notes, sir. You're a quarterback. Now, if the if the wide receiver one for the team can get the cart to go take a dump, Lamar I'd like to yeah. I'd like to think the star quarterback could as well. And speaking of Seattle and speaking of quarterbacks, man, what's going on with Russell Wilson? I mean, he's always been creepy and cringy, but man, he looks yeah. He does not look good. Are you buying this shoulder lat thing? I I just think it's a totally new situation. It's something that he is not comfortable with, and it is taking time. I think Russ will be okay, and I think it's creating an opportunity because it's super popular to hate on Russ right now. And when that sort of narrative comes out, that's when I like to pivot. That's when, okay – now, now's my time to go after him. I don't love him, and I don't think he's – like, I don't think we're going to see old Russ. Like, like Russ ain't going to be cooking again. But I don't think he's going to be miserable. I think Jerry Judy is talented enough, and I think Cortland Sutton is talented enough that they will be productive, and he will rebound to an extent, and there will definitely be one game at least where he is an absolute old-school Russell Wilson. But – you know, if, if I can get him for cheaper than I think he should be, then I will definitely go for it. I just think once it's popular for somebody to get hated on, that's when it it just keeps building off of that, and that's when you get a, an opportunity to get some value. As much as I love value and as much as I love a reclamation project. Uh, You're done I, with I, him? I wouldn't buy him with stolen money. I mean – he he looks shot. I don't I don't really buy this shoulder thing. Um, you know, do you know how magic works? It, it's all it, it's all distraction. Yeah, it's all distraction. Th- this is a distraction. This is an excuse to play poorly. That's what this is. This is a thirty. What what did Russ make his bones on uh, as an NFL QB? His mobility and his deep ball. His yeah, deep ball. Also, it's weird that they're not doing like rollouts and stuff with him. Like, it, like he has been the king of bootleg launching the ball down the field for a decade, and they just don't do it. It's weird. So again, I, I mentioned other content creators. I mentioned John Middlecoff of the Three and Out podcast. He was talking about it. You know, he's like Russell looks heavier. He looks squattier and heavier, like through the middle. Like he's not fat by by no means, but like he looks heavier. Like he's carrying an extra fifteen pounds. He looks very reluctant to to do exactly what you said. To, like, how many times have you seen games? Because you know you, you can't get Russell Wilson off your TV to where yeah. he should be running more. He's yeah. just not, and and he's not extending plays. And I think he's getting sacked more than ever. It's it's just that very. It just it does. It says it says a lot. And I did some uh, some digging on Spotrack, looking at his contract. His cap hit this year is like $130 million. Yeah, he's there. So, so like, no, I'm sorry, that's his dead cap. His dead cap is like 135. So, by the time, I think they can cut him for like 40 million going into 2026. 20, At that point, he'll be about 38 years old. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I think uh, John Snyder and Pete Carroll, um, at least through five games, looks like they, they got a really good package. Hey, no. A, for uh, for Russ and I, I believe that we're going to look back and think this is one of the worst contracts 
of the most recent one. I think that and Kyler. But, dude, from a dynasty standpoint, as, as soon as Russ can string together two or three games, I'm looking to get out. If I could move Russell Wilson for Zach Wilson right now, done and done. How do you like that take, Jerry? Because we'll, we'll kind of start wrapping this one up on Mr. Zach Wilson. I think that's fair. Uh, just to to insert a little bit into Kyler, he's got he's got um, uh, Hopkins coming back, so I I, I think he'll be okay. And, and he's listen, got uh, Call of Duty coming out. So <laughs> listen, that's fair. Listen, Hollywood Brown is a fucking star, and I love. I him. know you love and him. I, I and Rondell Moore's who, back. Guess who? Guess yeah. Who gives a shit? Because Hollywood Brown gets eight catches a game. I love him. Uh, I, I think Kyler will be fine, but Kyler has been sort of brutal too, and and, and you know Hopkins is not going to fix that. So I think you're right. That contract could be, you know, down the road look pretty gross, but I, I think he'll be fine for the remainder of this season, and then we'll have to dictate what is going to happen in the off season. But before we talk about Zach Wilson, because I do want to talk about Zach Wilson, I want to talk about J.K. Dobbins. Because he is – well, I want to talk running back. I was going to talk sure. Cam Akers, but I don't need to piss on talk Cam both. Akers anymore. Because Cam Akers isn't worth being on your team. I Sorry. He's been absolutely fucking brutal. The injury was bad, and he was never that awesome to begin with. He had a Rashad Penny-esque stretch, and it wasn't even as good as Rashad Penny's was. He's just – that boy is shot. J.K. Dobbins, while he looks good, Randy – it's clear he's just never going to get a workload. And that was the thing that you were worried about when he came in. And it is coming to fruition. And it sucks because I have a few shares of JK, which I really was hoping that he was going to be that extra 20 that I found in my pocket where you pull it out and you're like, oh, my fantasy team is better because I can now put JK Dobbins in my flex. And it's not. It, it, was, it went through the wash and it's crumpled up and now I can't use it. And it's unfortunate. And I, I'm pulling up some stats real quick on, on Mr. Dobbins, but I mean, I, I was always a, uh, a J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I mean, you're just going to have to deal with it. You know, two weeks ago he had uh, 22 points, mm-hmm. and then this past four. week he had he had four, and it's it's going to fluctuate. Not but, but, J.K. Dobbins. No, but and he's over the last two weeks he's been the RB 19. So even though he had one really good game. You know he's he's behind, but but that's kind of the running back position, though, right? I mean, Austin yeah. Eckler's Austin Eckler's put up back to back thirty point games, as has Josh Jacobs. By the way, Josh Jacobs very disrespected, never on this program. No, you know you, you know what Josh but, Jacobs, but but Nick Chubb has been by both of us, and he's been doing great. But anyway, Josh Jacobs. But, but do, do do you know what Josh Jacobs' only crime is? What's that? Being boring. Yeah, he's vanilla ice cream. That's what I said when he came he, out. He, he's vanilla he, ice cream. People, you know, two years ago he was the RB8. Last year he was the RB12. This year he's like the RB, what, three or four on the season. And yeah. we're just trying to – and the really sharp analysts are always looking reasons to fade him. Yeah. And you know what? They just always fade him at their peril. But I, I, I do want to get back to my boy Zach Wilson. Okay. Gang green. I, man, I, I think, first of all, uh, I said it earlier, if I can get Zach Wilson for what Russell Wilson – that is a steal. Jerry, if I had to ask you, the two games since Mr. Zach Wilson has been back from his knee injury, where would you say he ranks in the quarterback position? Standard ESPN scoring out of 1 through 32, or I don't know how many quarterbacks have played in the, the two weeks. 
because I know you got some Bailey Zappi and some Sky. How about Skylar Thompson? And and, yeah. and so out of all the quarterbacks that have played in weeks four and five, where do you think Mr. Zach Wilson would rank? RB or QB fourteen. You are good at this game. He was the QB thirteen over the last okay. two weeks. Guys, that's a borderline QB one. Yeah. And his two weeks are eye popping. He had like an 18 and change and then a 16 and change. Here's the thing. You know, he he did that against Miami. Miami's defense is legit. They didn't get shellacked by Buffalo. You know, Miami, they didn't get shellacked by by Cleveland. I mean, they they put up, you know, the 20-ish points or whatever. That's a that's a legit that's a legit defense. And I don't remember who the other game was that they they played. It was a, a two wins in a row. I, I do know that. And got Green Bay coming up. Uh, it's a little uh, bit Pittsburgh. Better. They played Pittsburgh. Yeah, they played. Thank you. They they played Pittsburgh, a team that that should historically have beat them. Pretty I th- good I think the, the thing that's most impressive is he's. It's not Dinkin and Duncan, right? Like he had 18 completions in the Pittsburgh game, 250 yards. He had 14 completions in the Miami game, 210 yards. So you know, it's not nine yards per completion, where it's just boring as hell he's he's actually throwing the ball which is you you love to see and i mean a lot of the weapons have been valuable too which is great and kind of the same point i had with your boy kenneth walker this is really the back end of his training camp because he got hurt in camp so he's kind of getting in football shape and in game ready and and yeah they they do have a couple of tough qb matchups coming up with the packers and the Broncos, and you know the Patriots are going to be tough. So there's going to be a nice buy window on Zach Wilson in about week 10. That's his bye week. We're going to see him get roughed up, um, and, and maybe not. But, you know, then he's going to go, you know, a couple of decent matchups with the Bears and the Vikings. He's got your Lions in there, and then he ends the season – he ends the season with the Seahawks and the Dolphins, who he's already played well look against. At, look, at, look at the playoff stretch, though. Lions, right? Poop. Jacksonville, pretty poop. Seattle, poop defense. Like that's, yeah, and, that's, and, a, that's a hell of a matchup, a hell of a playoff matchup there. And Jacksonville is currently ranked ninth against the fantasy QB. That's a little bit of a, of a fugazi yeah. in there because that has that really shit-tastic game from, uh, from my buddy, Mr. Matt Ryan. But uh, Gerald, so good to have you back on the podcast, man. Good to know that you're doing good. Good to good to be back on the podcast. It's it's always weird to to not be on it, but feels good to be back. Here you All right, so, so so we can't forget. We always go out on a trade. So I am going to quickly pull this up so that we can discuss this here right quick, and uh, we'll we'll get these fine folks out of here. So my buddy Daniel Daniel H, uh, keeping me sane when I was ill, talking trades with me, you know, talking dynasty fantasy football with me. And he recently made a trade. He is a contender in this league. He has won the league two years in a row. Um, he's been working with us for a couple years. I'm just going to humble brag, throw that out there. He's been working with the Dynasty Warzone for all that time. I'm not saying it was all us, but we may, <clears> have, <throat> helped we may have helped a bit. And uh, he's, I was like, he was like, would you give your first and David Montgomery for Mike Evans and two 2023 seconds? And my first question is, is, are you a contender? He's like, yeah, this is the team where I've won back-to-back years. He's like, my, my first is probably going to be like 111, 112. And I'm like, you're getting two seconds. He's like, yeah, they'll probably be mid, maybe a little bit worse. 
I was like, so let me get this straight. You, you get the better player in Mike Evans over David Montgomery. You're moving back from like maybe 111, 112 projected into like the mid-second. So you're moving back about a half a round, maybe eight picks-ish, and picking up an additional pick. I'm like, how could this be a bad trade for you? Monty's already missed time with injury. He, he's done that. It could happen again this year. Uh, Mike Evans just puts up a 1,000 yards receiving every year. And they're trying to go out on top. So for me, I was like, this is a slam dunk on the Mike Evans two second side. I was like, I, I hate giving up 23 firsts, but when it's, you know, on a back to back champion projected to be a super late first and you're not going to be in that top six, seven picks where the QBs and the running backs are going to be, screw it. You because you can still get because what are you going to get the 111, 112 in a super flex? A wide receiver of some point? Yeah. So what what are you going to get at you know 206, 207? A wide receiver of some sort. Yeah. So so why not slide back the half around, get the proven wide receiver to bolster the wide receiver ranks and uh pass up on the running back that's going to be a free agent next year, and we have no idea where he'll be. So for me, yeah. this was a was a pretty slam dunk. Me too. The only the only reason I wouldn't is if I was really light on running back, in which case I would use Monty in a first to get a better one. But from I, I'm just going to guess if you're a back-to-back champion, you have not been relying on David Montgomery to win you those championships. So you are free to move him for just about any damn thing that you want. Well, I'm so, going to yeah. come back over the top, like in poker. Okay. We both love poker. Let me check raise you <laughs> right. and, and to say this, for some reason down the, the road, if you needed extra running back depth, you could take one of those two seconds you're getting in that deal and pick up a Band-Aid type running back, True. maybe a Melvin Gordon, uh, if you're desperate, you know, someone like that that's going to have uh, value on a contender. So that's why I think this just works out so well for him. He's got the running back depth to make the move now. The two, the, the, the two additional picks will give him a, another player in the second round and gives him some maneuverability if he needs to make a move down the road because people love picks. As we get deeper in the season, the more people get out of the race, the more people start collecting picks. So, you know, there'd be a ton of running backs to pick up. Yeah. And it feels like there's one too many seconds in this deal, probably. But, I mean, if it's his, if it's he's the one that's getting it, then absolutely. I'm I'm not going to say no, that's too much. Yeah, I've never I've never seen a dynasty trade where I thought, man, this son of a bitch is offering (laughs) way too much. Well, let me let me I, repri- I better get rid of it. For him. <laughs> let me reprise this with only one second because I would feel bad. How am I going to sleep at night? I'll tell you how I'm going to sleep at night. I'm going to sleep on a comfy pillow made of your second round picks. But uh, <laughs> we got to go out with a trade. That was a trade that was from our boy Daniel over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. That's what it means to be a patreon. You can get your trade read on the air. You can DM me when I'm not feeling well. Maybe I can DM you when you're not feeling well. Um, these are all part of the things we do. And the group chat's great. I absolutely love the group chat. Um, I'm in there quite a bit, Jerry too, but we can't always get in there. And that's when uh, you know some of the other Dynasty Warzone content creators like Jesse and Chad, we're always in there. We're always mixing it up. We like to use that collective IQ. And uh, it's all over at Patreon dot com forward slash dynasty warzone and jerry big news from hate brand goods Ooh. so matt the uh the, cr- the creator he was used to be like a like a world champion highland games guy but he has transitioned to what i would just call like a, a fitness adventurer and he's built this toyota tundra 
that he, you know, drives around. It's, it's totally customized. And he is giving it away this month on, on their website. Well, you, you according to the Instagram promotion, you can win the truck or $15,000 cash. Yeah, you, your choice. Go to hatebrandgoods.com. You can see all that. How do you get entered? It's a good question, Jerry. It, it is, is a good question. Every item that you buy, every dollar is considered an entry into this contest. They do these once a month. They gave away a cold plunge tub. Uh, they gave away a sauna last month. That was the one I was hoping to win. You know, I, I, I've always wanted like the little mini indoor sauna. I put it in my garage, uh, but I didn't. Someone did. And someone's going to win a Toyota Tundra. He calls it the Fundra. It's got these custom pull-out storage bins. It's got a tent on top. Have you ever seen a tent on top of a pickup truck with a camper shell? It's, it's got it. It's got it. So, like, if you and you live out there in Iowa in farm country, you and Mrs. Jerry, you win the funder. You buy some goat shorts, the, the hate brand goat shorts. You drive out in the middle of the uh, the cornfields of Iowa before they before they harvest them. You pull up in your funder that you won from buying some shorts and you open up this tent and then you guys can sleep on top of a pickup truck, which is kind of good. You're elevated, you know, badgers. I don't know what kind of uh, vermin they have out there and in, in, in your way of the world in, in Iowa. Like I know Michigan obviously has like badgers and wolverines. Yeah, no. So far it's just been a bunch of rabbits. You got a ton oh. of rabbits. Well, you don't, well, you, get we don't have a... to worry about rabbits, but you know. Well, if you're on top of a pickup truck, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely. Rabbit, rabid rabbits. Your lettuce is totally safe up there. There you go. So um, check out Hate Brand Goods. That's H-V-I-I-I.com or go to Apple or the Google Play Store. Uh, their app stores, you search H-V-I-I-I, it'll pop up. You can also follow Matt, uh, you can follow the brand at Hate Brand Goods on Instagram and you'll see all the promos about how to uh, get involved with uh, winning that, that Toyota and... Don't be afraid to use the code Memphis at checkout to save a couple of bucks. So there it is, Jerry. Another show, first time in two weeks. Um, work got you one Tuesday. Baseball got me the other. Uh, the show goes on. And I again, I want to thank Chad and Jesse and, and Dallas and all the guys for creating great content and giving us some flexibility in our schedules to keep the Wednesday streak alive, as well as uh, just put push out a uh, kick-ass football content. True, except for Kyle, because he beat me by 0. .02 points. Except Jerry said, fuck Kyle, because he beat me by 0. .02 points. Well, all right, we're going to get out of here. That man's name is Jerry Sinclair, the king. You can follow him on Twitter at DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show, especially YouTube, but just find Dynasty Warzone on all your socials. And uh, remember... Here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the place a better world for fantasy football. Have a great week, guys. Good luck in week number six. Hey, fellow War Zone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. 
but I'd say my favorite part about the depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak